Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for August 1st, 2023. We're already in August. My gosh, August 1st of 2023. I spent the first five months of the year in a series on the miracles of Jesus, and I trust that you enjoyed that. And now we're in the parables of Jesus. Right now, I got to go through all the parables. I got stuck in the first one, but I won't take as long in the other ones, all right? But anyway, this is part 27 of the first one. This is dealing with the parable of the sower. I call it the mother of all parables. Part 27, these are pearls from the parables. The title of today's message is Clearing Your Heart So the Word of God Can Work. Put in the chat, I will clear my heart so the Word of God can work. You got to be able to clear your heart of, of all blessing blockers, get everything out of the way so that the Word of God can do what it does in your life. Get ready for the Word. All right, so let's get ready for the Word of God this morning. We're going to clear our hearts so that the Word of God can do what it does in our lives. I'm going to give you a testimony at the end of this message. It's going to be a good message. Um, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is something that we've been looking at all year. This is a scripture that the Lord gave our church for this year, and I've been sharing it with you pretty much every day. And let me share it with you again. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, and here's a testimony. In, in yesterday's, today's word, somebody put in the comments, um, I finally got Psalms 126 and verse four, like Psalms 126 and verse four just came alive to me. And that's how it is. Like there's levels and levels of revelation. Anyway, this is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for me. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Say, I receive that. You got it? All right. So we've been looking at this parable. This is the parable of the sower. I call it the, the, the mother of all parables. We've been looking at it. Jesus taught a parable. The people didn't understand it. When they were gone, Jesus said, you got to understand these parables, y'all. The disciples said, well, Jesus, to be honest, we don't understand it. Jesus said, well, if you don't understand this one, how can you understand any parable? Let me break it down for you. This is what he said. This is the explanation of the parable found in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13 down to verse 20. The farmer is like someone who takes the word of God and sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed of the word falls along the path. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And as a result, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it. They say, go ahead, pastor. You better preach. But they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, they're giving God surface level Christianity. So what happens? As soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that are planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. That's what I'm talking about today. You got a clear path for the word. Well, in their lives, the word doesn't have a clear path. Their hearts are full of other things. Jesus gave us three categories, the cares of this world, the love of money, and everything else they want. They have a lust for other things. They have competing priorities. As a result, these things are like weeds that grow up and choke out the word. 
It doesn't work. And so lastly, some people like good ground. Say, I am good ground. Put in the chat, I am good ground. Okay, what does the good ground do? Well, it doesn't make any of the mistakes of the first three grounds. And then the word works and it produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more. I'm talking about clearing your heart, clearing out a way, decluttering your heart and your mind so that the word of God can do what it does. You want a clear path for the word of God to do what it does in your heart. The text says these people, the third ground people, they have allowed their lives to become full of other things. Today, we're dealing with clearing a path so that the word of God can produce. Put in the chat, I want the word of God to produce in my life. So what does this mean for you today? Now, I'm, now this is where I get into the teaching. This is where I need you to lock in, rid your heart and mind of all distractions, I actually have seven things to share with you and then a testimony. So eight things. You ready? All right. Here's number one. Choosing God's way over mine. Say, I choose God's way over mine. I'm choosing. There's a way that seems right unto man, Solomon said, but the end of it is destruction. No, I want God's way. I don't want man's way. And God's ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my thoughts. So God gives me thoughts. <laughs> God gives me the thoughts. And then God gives me new thoughts that teach me the way uh, how I can see the manifestation of those thoughts. God gives me stuff. I mean, I get insight from God. I get ideas from God. And then God gives me ideas to, so that I can position myself to be able to receive what God wants to do in my life. So I need to place God's ways above my ways, his thoughts above my thoughts, his will above my will. So when you read or hear from God, you're reading the word of God, you get an insight or word from God, or you hear a word from God while you're praying through the Holy Spirit. And as soon as you receive a word from God, you immediately know that the word that you just got from God, you're not lined up with it. So whenever you hear a word from God or you read a word from God in the Bible and you immediately know that that word and my life are in conflict, then at that point, you have to make a decision, right? You can either say, you know what? I disagree with God and I'm going to remain in my position of disagreement. I, I disagree with God and I'm going to remain in my position of disobedience. Like the word of God says to forgive this person, but mm -mm, the devil is like, I ain't going to forgive. I'm not doing it. Like the, the, word, the word of God says to do this, but I'm not going to do it, right? I just refuse to. I don't want to do that. Okay. So either you make the decision that I am going to remain in disobedience or I am going to repent and accept God's will and put God's will above my will. So, so those of us that say, you know what? Whenever there's a disconnect, I shared with you before, I think it was yesterday, that if, if there's ever a disconnect between me and God, I'm the problem. God is not the problem. Put in the chat, God is never the problem. Put in the chat, God is not the problem. Somebody told me to put that on a t-shirt. So if there's a disconnect between me and God, God is not the problem. I'm the problem. But the thing is, if there's a disconnect between me and God, and I know that I'm the problem, but I stubbornly say, you know what, but I'm not going to do it. I still refuse. There are people that know that they're called to do something from God and they refuse to do it. And they'll even say in church, oh, I'm, ru I'm running. I, you know, I'm just running from my calling. Like, so dude, you are acknowledging the fact that you are in a position of disobedience. The word of God is not going to work in your life. 
the, the text says that these things are like competing priorities. Their, their lives and their hearts are full of other things. If you know that you are in a position that is in disagreement with God and you refuse to change, the word of God is not going to work for you. You have to be quick to repent. You have to be quick to change. Say amen to that. Number two, you must embrace conviction for growth. Put this in the chat. Say, I am open to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I need to be open to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Whenever the Holy Spirit convicts me about something that I'm not supposed to be doing, I need to stop doing it. Whenever the Holy Spirit convicts me about something that says, okay, your position on this doesn't line up with my position on this. Remember, God is not the problem. I'm the problem. If there's ever a disconnect between me and God, the issue is with me, not with God. So I need to be quick to repent. So if I'm stubborn and I say I'm not going to repent, then the word of God is not going to work. But if my hunger for God is so intense, put in the chat, my hunger for God is intense. If my hunger for God is so intense that I am quick to repent, then now I'm going to line up my life with God's word, God's will, God's ways. I'm going to put God's will above my will. I'll, I'll acknowledge, Lord, I don't, I really don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Why? Because I'm placing your will above my will. I'm placing your desires above my, my desires. So we must be quick to repent, to change, to turn from our wicked ways and so that we can be in alignment and in agreement with what God wants for us. Say amen for to that. that. This is what God is looking for. God is looking for us to be disciples. God is not looking for us to just come to church Sunday after Sunday, sing some songs and go home and then curse people out throughout the week. No, he's looking for us to repent. He's looking for us to change. He's looking for us to convert. He's looking for us to be a disciple. And, and to become a disciple, you must be quick to put God's will above your will. And every time the Holy Spirit highlights something, hey, in this area, you're not living right. In this area, what you're doing is not right. You need to be quick to change, to switch to God's position. Put in the chat, I switch to God's position daily. You got it? Number three, seek the Holy Spirit in conflicting beliefs. Let me explain. Whenever you encounter a disconnect between what you believe and what the word is teaching or the Holy Spirit is telling you, see it as an opportunity for growth. Every time the Holy Spirit shows you something, where there's a conflict between you and God, that conflict is an opportunity for growth. In most cases, the Holy Spirit would just say, listen, I'm revealing this to you so that you can change. And that's an opportunity for you to change. And when you change and align your heart with God's heart, your will with God's will, your actions with God's actions and desires, and you say, Lord, I, I want to love what you love. I want to hate what you hate. I want to do what you want me to do. Then your willingness to change will position you to experience unprecedented favor. It's not that the favor that you will experience is unprecedented in the world. It would just be unprecedented in your life. It's going to be new levels of favor. Put in the chat, new levels of favor for me in 2023. I'm experiencing levels of favor that I've never experienced before. It is, it is not unprecedented with, uh, you like, it's never happened before. It's just unprecedented for me. I've never experienced favor on this level. And how am I experiencing favor on this level? Because I'm quick to repent. I'm quick to die to self. I'm dying to sin. I'm dying to self. I'm dying to selfishness. I am walking in holiness. I'm walking in righteousness. I know I'm using words that people don't use today, like holiness, like repentance. 
like righteousness. Yeah, I got it, but it's still the Bible and I still need to preach it. And so, yeah, yeah. If you want to experience the favor of God like never before, you need to repent like never before and align your will with God's will. Every time the Holy Spirit illuminates something to you where there's a disconnect between you and God, it is an opportunity for growth. And put in the chat, say this by faith, I will grow because I will change. I'm willing to change. You cannot grow without changing. Say amen to that. You got it? Number five. I'm, I'm sorry, number four. Quick to repent, forever transform. If you are quick to repent, you will forever be transformed. If you make it a practice on a daily basis to where, Lord, I need you to show me where I'm wrong. I need you to show me. Like, I want correction. Like, I want you to show me where my thoughts don't line up with your thoughts. I want you to show me where my ways don't line up with your ways. You know what that's called? That's called discipleship. I know that, that we're called to make disciples, not just to get people born again. There are people that are born again that have no desire to be a disciple. If you want to be a disciple, you want God to correct you. You, you God chastens those that he loves. God corrects his children. Like you want God to correct you. You want to know where you're wrong. If you really love God, right? You want your life to produce fruit and you want the fruit to remain. So every time the Holy Spirit shows you something where there's a disconnect between you and him, say this, say, I am quick to repent so that I can be changed. I'm quick to repent. The word of God can produce fruit in you. A, a change in you and fruit from you, but it's not going to happen if you're not willing to change. So you must be willing to change. You must be willing to repent. You must be willing to give your life to God. You must be willing to turn from any way that is not like God. And if you do this on a daily basis, if you make this a habit, a lifestyle, then not only will you feel like a different person, but other people will notice it as well. Other people will notice it. They'll be like, man, you're a completely different person. How is that happening? I am being discipled by my church, my pastor, and by the Holy Spirit. I'm submitting to God. I'm changing my ways. I'm growing daily. And that is part of the goal. You got it? Number five, here's the key to the supernatural. Remember, I told you many times, success in Christ is not a matter of more trying Success in Christ is a matter of more dying. The unlimited power of God, the potential of the word of God is only fully unleashed in your life when you, die, when you die to self, you die to sin, you die to selfishness, and you yield to him. So whenever there's a position in your heart where you realize that my position or in my heart or my mind does not or disagrees with God, if I'm quick to repent and remove the blessing blocker, then the blessing can flow. But if I don't, then the supernatural is not going to manifest in my life. Why? Because I'm being stubborn and stiff-necked, right? I, I, am, I am stubbornly remaining in my position of disobedience. Many people claim to be waiting on God. Hey, Brother Pena, I'm just waiting on God to do this, and I'm waiting on God to do that. And the truth is, God is waiting on you to remove the blessing blockers. There's a blessing waiting for you that's being blocked by your position of disobedience. There's a blessing waiting on you that's being blocked by your stubbornness. And so, so God is waiting on you to change, to repent, so that the word can work. The text says the word doesn't work. The word doesn't produce a harvest in the lives of these people. Why? Because their lives are full of other things. They have too much stuff in their heart. They have blessing blockers. Put, it, put this in the chat. I will remove the blessing blockers. Now, 
When I remove the blessing blockers out of my heart, now the blessing can flow. Now the blessing is, is free to flow. And now I get to experience God on, on another level. And it's not like I'm trying to make it happen. It's just that I, I position myself for a position of increase and favor. This is my season, 2023. I'm talking about refreshing, renewing, restoring, reviving. This is my season of favor, where the favor of God can go before me like a shield. But it's only going to happen when I repent and I continually align my life and my conduct and my decisions and my ways with the word of God. I know, I know this is not stuff that people talk about every day, but at the end of the day, we still got to preach it. We got to preach holiness. We got to preach repentance. The grace of God is not a license for sin. And the grace of God is not a license for laziness. No, the grace of God is unmerited favor, but you still are blocking the grace of God with your disobedience. It's time for us to let those things go. Every blessing blocker has to go say amen to that. I'm preaching better than you saying amen in the chat. I'm watching this thing. All right, number six, aligning with God's ways and aligning with God's thoughts. So changing your will and changing your ways to align with God's will and his ways, it's worth it. If you make it a practice to do this on a daily basis, you're going to get up one morning and realize, you know what? I've changed. Like, like I don't want the stuff I used to want any anymore. Like, I only want what God wants for me. I only have a desire for the things that I believe that God gave me a desire for. And Lord, I only want what you want. I don't want anything more than what you want, but I don't want anything less either. I want everything that you want for me. And that's all that I want. If you ever get to that point, then John 15 and 7 can be an operation in your life. In John 15 and 7, Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, doggone it, let me tell you something. You can ask for whatever you want. Why? Because at that point, you only want what I want, right? You only want what I want. Your, your desires are my desires. Your, your prayers are my prayers. You're only praying back to, to me the things that I already prayed over you. At that point, when you've died to sin, self, and selfishness, and you've yielded yourself over to me, and my thoughts are your thoughts, and my will, ways are your ways, and my will is your will. Hey, son, hey, don't ask for whatever you want, because what you want is what I want, and what I want is what you want. At that point, you can ask for whatever you want, because my will and your will are in perfect alignment, and that's where we want to get to. Say amen to that. Number seven, you got to clear your heart for God's purpose. You got to clear your heart for the purpose of God. Understand that clearing your heart and ridding your, your heart of all blessing blockers is not about compromising your identity. It, you, you say, well, those of us, uh, those of you that knew me, like I think um, Charlie Mike, I just saw Charlie Mike is watching. So Charlie Mike knew me before I got born again. And so there's some people on here that knew me before I got born again. And the person I was back then, the person I am now, completely different people. So it's not that I was discipled and I was changed because I needed to compromise or change my identity. No, no, I was lit. I didn't know who I was. It's about discovering my true self. It's, 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 it's about discovering. I didn't want to live like, like somebody that I wasn't destined to live. When I came to God, I had an identity. I just didn't know who I was, right? And so I, I, I had an identity, this Dominican kid from Brooklyn. I was real arrogant and brash and all of that. But when I got born again, I was like, Lord, I want to know who you want me to be. I, I want to discover who it is that you destined for me to be. And I want to become that person. And I will do anything that I have to do to become that person. Listen, I have a conviction to become that person and I'm willing to give up anything and everything that I have to give up along the way, which leads me to my last point, number eight, which is a personal testimony. So a few days ago, let me give this testimony as I close. 
I was at the family conference, the VCMI family conference, and I was talking to Pastor Tyrone Marshall, a friend of mine. And um, and for whatever reason, I started to share my testimony. And and Tyrone, I guess, had never really heard my testimony. And I was like, oh, man. So let me tell you, man, when I got born again, I got born again August 27, 1995. And I got born again in Camp Doha, Kuwait. Leo Jacobs led me to Christ. He was the one that, you know, I was drawn to Christ because of Leo Jacobs. I was a staff sergeant. He was a staff sergeant, but we were not the same. There was something on him that was not on me, and that something was Jesus. I had been in church all my life, but I wasn't born again. Anyway, I walked into this chapel. August 20th, matter of fact, Clarice Burnett is watching right now. She was there. I walked into this chapel, uh, August 27, 1995, Camp Doha, Kuwait. Clarice's husband, the late, great B.W. Burnett, was preaching. And so anyway, I went into the chapel. I was not saved, August 27, 1995. I said, Lord, I, I don't know what this thing is. These people, they're crying out to you. They love you. They have something I don't have. I don't know what the saved thing is that these people have. But one thing I do know is that I don't have it and I want it. Can you save me? And the Lord saved me without me going to the front or anything like that. When it was done on Camp Doha, there was a little place called Uncle Frosty's. This was a night service. So when we were done, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And so I walked over to Uncle Frosty's to get like a burger or something. I, I was I was like 145 pounds back then, so I could eat a burger at 10 o'clock at night. I don't do that no more, by the way. Anyway, so I went over to this uh, Uncle Frosty's. And when I got over there, Jake Jake was there, Leo Jacobs. So I was like, Jake, tonight I got born again. And at first, he didn't really believe me, right? So And I was like, no, 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 dude, dude, I got saved. He was like, oh, okay. So then we started talking. And I was like, I said, look, I've, I've literally been born again for a few minutes. And I say to Jake, I said, Jake, man, I don't know how to be average at anything. And so if, I, if I'm going to do this, I got I to go all the way. What, what do I need to do? And he was like, if you're serious, he says, if you're serious, you need to buy you a Thompson Chain Reference Bible, an Unger's Bible Dictionary, a Vines Expository Dictionary for Hebrew and Greek, and a strong con- concordance. And I was like, where do I buy that stuff? This was before the internet. So he said, there's only one place to buy it. That's at the neck, the National Evangelical Church of Kuwait, downtown Kuwait. That's the only sanctioned Christian church in Kuwait. I said, let's do it tomorrow morning. So the next day after formation, me and Jake jumped in my Jeep Cherokee and we drove downtown Kuwait. Boom. And I bought everything that he told me to buy. And then I started to devour the word of God. I was in the word of God every day and I wanted to change. I wanted to be corrected. I, I wanted to like changed my ways. I was young. I was brash. I was arrogant. I was full of pride. I was violent. <laughs> like I, I wanted to fight everybody. And I was like, okay, I want to change. I'm a Christian now. Lord, I want to become who it is that you want me to be. And I was so willing to change that that I wanted to give up everything. Whatever what, You tell me what I need to do, God. I was pretty radical to the point where I had like a hundred something CDs of what I considered at the time worldly music. And I was like, I, I don't need this. Lord, what do you want me to do? I threw it all away. I threw it in the trash. I didn't give it to nobody. I threw it in the trash can. That was a lot of money. Then I was like, okay, Lord. Then I went to, I was a Mason at the time and I went to the Masonic Lodge and the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, these are not your brothers. And so I said, hey, I'm I'm denouncing Masonry for me. This is not for me. And I I gave up everything. I got rid of my apron. I got rid of the books and all that. I gave every, but the only thing I kept was my ring because that ring cost a lot of money. And so uh, back then for me anyway, and so I kept the ring because of the money. Anyway, I'm sleeping and I, in my, and I had a dream that the Lord said, why are you holding on to that ring? If you want to let it go, you need to let everything go. And in the dream, I got up in the middle of the night and I opened up my connex in Kuwait, I opened up my connex and my connex was by the wall and behind the wall, there was a bunch of sand and I took the ring and I threw it over the wall. And so I woke up and it was like three o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh man, I did what I saw in the dream. I pulled out my briefcase. I opened it up. I went and found my ring. I opened my connex door and I threw the ring as far as I could. What was my point? 
I was willing to do whatever God wanted me to do. I wanted to change. I, I wanted to repent. I wanted to change. I wanted to become somebody new. I wanted, I wanted a brain, you know, uh, uh, I was talking to somebody at the time that said, man, you being brainwashed. I said, yes, I want my brain to be washed. Like I, I don't want to think the way that I, I was thinking when I came to God. I, I don't want to be that person. I want to be who it is that God wants me to be. And I want everything that God wants for, for me to have. Five months after being born again, I taught my first Bible study. Eight months after being born again, I preached my first message and I've been preaching ever since. That was 28 years ago. I preached my first message and I've never stopped preaching. Why? So I'm not sharing something with you that I read. Today's message is not about, oh, this is something I read in a book. This is my life, dude. This is how I live. I'm sharing my heart with you. This is how we become who it is that God wants us to be. If there's a disconnect, between you and God. And God shows you, nope, I don't want you to do that. Give it up. Now, some of that music, I can go, I can listen to music now. It don't bother me. But at the time, no, God was like, I want you to get rid of everything so that you can change. And now that I'm changed, okay, I can listen to some stuff. It don't bother me no more. But at the time, I needed to disconnect from everything and everyone and all of those things. So I did it. I did it because I was led to do it. You have to rid your heart of every blessing blocker. Say amen to that. Oh man, I, I said a lot. That we're going to close with that. Uh, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Uh, to God be the glory for the, for the testimony. And I pray that that was a blessing to you. Let's, let's seal the deal. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I choose your will and your ways over my own. I align with your truth in every area of my life. I embrace the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I am quick to repent and turn towards you on a daily basis. My obedience to the revelation of the Holy Spirit will lead me to experience unprecedented favor. I am quick to repent and change. I want Jesus to be seen in me. The power of your word is unleashed in my heart as I remove every blessing blocker. My life reflects your thoughts and your holiness. I can ask for whatever I want because I only want what you want for me. So my heart is good ground and my heart is producing your fruit. You open the floodgates of heaven because I have been changed. And I am aligned with your best. I died to sin. I died to self. I died to selfishness. As a result, I declare, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes, why would you not get the notes? The notes are free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Walk in the blessing. Repent. Align with God. Let God use you for his glory. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.